Hello there, my name is Brad and my wife Pat. Quality of Life Grace Teaching Ministries available to you for free grace teaching at Facebook. So if you're interested in that, if you're over on Facebook, come on over and join us and uh, we're uh, there for you. We're talking about the true meaning, the true Christmas story. This is part two. As we know, Jesus grew up. And as he grew up and uh, <clears throat> dependent on the Father, remember Jesus was completely dependent on the Father. In fact, later on we'll we'll see that uh, everything that uh, Jesus did, he actually didn't. And we're going to see that the Father did everything through him. But remember, they had a relationship; they were one. And so, and also, they've given us the example of how to live dependent under grace on Christ through the way he lived dependent on the Father now. So I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. So I want to talk about Jesus the carpenter. Jesus the carpenter. As you know, a carpenter shapes and forms um, wood into the image that it uh, that the carpenter wants it to be in. And uh, so he was giving us a great picture of forming so a lot of times, you know, we have to remember Jesus is our carpenter still. And so he is in the process of forming us into the people he wants us to be in, revealing his glory in us. And so remember the Lord's discipline. Proverbs 3.12 says the Lord's discipline. He disciplines those he loves. He is like a father who disciplines the son he is pleased with. Now keep in mind this word disciplined it's not like you're thinking maybe you're th- you were raised in a religious church and maybe uh, they told you uh, that uh, you know if you're sinning the lord's going to stop what he's doing leave the 99 and go after the one and that's you of course and he's going to break your leg and put you over his shoulder and teach you how to depend on him he's mad you know i don't know if you've heard that but that is so false first of all that's a parable jesus taught about him saving the world and so there's more rejoicing in heaven over the one sinner who repents than 99 that are already saved in in him and so that's the whole context of that but i don't want to get too far away from our message here the lord's discipline what is it okay First of all, the Greek word for discipline means to train up a child so they may mature and realize their full potential. This requires necessary discipline, training, or education. You know, it's it's with the rod of love. It's like Jesus says, I'm going to train you. He sits down with you and he says, I'm going to teach you the truth because the truth sets you free. You see? And so it's with the rod of love, folks. When we're in union with Christ, we, we are being trained by Him. He is continuously train, training us. Remember, the part of speech here is verb, so He's going to actively do this in us. Okay? And so God will sometimes allow problems for His glory, or use problems or trials for His glory, or to mature us. Remember what spiritual Christian maturity is, folks. It's dependency on Christ. It's not living a self-sufficient life. So sometimes problems come our way, but they're designed to take us to a place where a revelation of Christ has our life. And God is in the process of moving us to the end of our self-life. So a lot of times that's, that's God. He's up to that. That's what he does. 
So no discipline, remember, no discipline or training is enjoyable while it is happening. Happening is painful, but afterward there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. So the writer of Hebrews in chapter 12 verse 11 tells us that this training that the Lord does on us, if we belong to him, is painful because we have to stop. You know, he wants us to get to a place where we um, live right. You know, the Christian life is not a sloppy life. It's not a grace of God is not a, a license to sin. But we read in Titus 2, 11, 12, says the grace of God has appeared, teaching us to deny ungodliness and to live upright godly lives in the last days. And remember, it's the grace of God that causes us to produce good deeds as we participate with him and trust him. Remember the rod of love. Sometimes the Lord will put you on an island alone with him and he'll say, I'm here, I'm enough. So don't be alarmed. That's a good place to be. I remember being on an island with him, so to speak. It's just a, 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 you know, I was actually not on an island. I was living alone. I was single. Didn't have many friends. Lost family members because of Jesus. And, uh, you know, we get on with him and we're trained by him and taught by him. And uh, that's where we learn that we are complete through our union with Christ. We are satisfied people, folks. We're no longer needy, we're complete, we're okay. And so that's the neat thing about being on the island with him. And so he teaches us about our forgiveness and, and how right we are with God the Father in him. And, and this has nothing to do with performance or behavior. So this is a great, great, um, this, is a, this is what under the new covenant discipline means. It means just to be trained. And so what happens is the truth sets us free. Remember what the catalyst for change is, Christian. It is God's love for you. God loves you unconditionally, and this has nothing to do with performance or behavior. And Jesus took your sins, so you're always lovable to him. And in Christ, he is loving us all the time. Remember, we love him because he loved us first. And so because God loves us unconditionally all the time, this is what gives us a desire to want to please him as his children. So when we receive the revelation of our Father's love, it will give us that desire to please Him. Jesus said this, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Keep in mind, Jesus was given us example. He was dependent on the Father. He was 100% dependent on the Father. The Father was working through Him. And so He was given us an example of how to live dependent on Him now through his grace, through the way he lived dependent on the Father. And so that's why Jesus was always saying, not my will, Father, but your will be done. Okay, the word's available. And so he was available for the Father. We are available for Christ to live his life through us. We don't live for Jesus. Remember, he gave his life to us so he could transmit his life to us, so he could live his life through us. The word available in the Greek language actually means that you, that uh, are you available or are you, uh, are you able to be used or obtained at someone's disposal? You know, it's like the Lord comes up to us and says, are you available for me to work through? I want to work through you. I need a, I need a physical body. I'm a spirit. And you're either going to say yes or no. If you don't say yes, then he'll get somebody else. In the Hebrew language, it actually means, are you handy to go with me now? 
Imagine the Lord Jesus just whispering that to your thought because he says, my sheep hear my voice. Are you handy to work with me today and participate with me today? And that's a yes or a no. He'll get somebody else if we say no or if we don't hear that. Remember Jesus and uh, said to Philip, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Philip is the one who said, show us the Father and that'll be enough for us. And Jesus is saying, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father, Philip. If you don't believe them in, in that, then believe in the miracles and the, the evidence of the miracles themselves. I didn't do them, but it was the Father doing them through me. See what he was saying there? So remember, are you available for Christ and his will to be done through you today? If so, through the day, just say, thy will be done, Lord. Remember, wisdom is the ability to see God, or to see as God does. We want to see as He does. And Christ is our wisdom. True humility and fear of the Lord leads to riches, honor, and long life. Proverbs 22, verse 4. Remember, fear of the Lord there is a reverence. It's a submission to Him. And so Jesus died for us so he could give his life to us, so he could transmit his life through us. And so this has been the true Christmas story, Jesus the carpenter. Remember, as a carpenter, he shapes and forms us into the people he wants us to be in. As a carpenter shapes and forms wood into the image that it that he actually wants it in. I was a carpenter for a, a little while, and I know that they take wood and they, they shape the wood and cut it and, uh, you know, sand it and nail it, and they make a house. You know, that's what a carpenter does, is they form wood into a house. And so that's what he's doing with us. He's forming us into the people he wants us to be in. God bless.